Welcome back to another episode of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts, that's us, we examine the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock-directed thriller North by Northwest. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm Pete the Retailer from Star Wars Minute. I'm Alex Robinson from Star Wars Minute. And today, we are here to uh, analyze, scrutinize, and spoiler alert, Eve is a spy. Um, the uh, minute 60 of North by Northwest. Uh, minute 60 starts with Eve and Roger uh, resuming their makeout session, uh, as they have been all week. Uh, and it ends with uh, Martin Landau passing a note to James Mason, which, if you've only watched these five minutes, seems out of the blue. All of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, why are those guys there? Mm-hmm. So... I was I was very pleased when they showed up because uh, this is the only other other than the porter this is the only other two characters we've had this week so it's it's a nice refreshing little change of pace so uh yeah yeah I, I um not uh not complaining uh, but I uh I would love always love to have more um James Mason because I are you, are you a Mason head <laughs> just the theme of the week and we're going through a big uh, James Mason phase um <laughs> No, he's another guy that, you know, as I, when you're younger and you watch a lot of movies, it's, you know, it all kind of blends together. Just like, um, you know, Tony Curtis and his friend, um, you get everybody confused, but then the people start to stand out. You start to develop, um, you know, tastes and you're like, wait a minute, I like that guy. And he was that other guy and that other thing. And uh, so I feel like James Mason was like a late, it was like a twenties in my twenties, figure out that he's good kind of guy. Mm hmm. What are some of your favorite um, Mason projects? Um, well, I uh, recently um, got to see uh, The Last of Sheila in the theater. I had seen it once on Netflix uh, forever ago. Hmm. Never heard of that. And um, I, I, it was uh, screened here at the Alamo Draft House uh, in, in downtown L.A. Uh, as part of uh, the movies that inspired Knives Out. Hmm. So... Um, uh, Ryan Johnson kind of curated this series of of uh, of you know mysteries, thrillers, um, and uh, that was one of them, which I was excited to see because I remember really liking it and uh, got to got to go see that. It's, it's it, quite good. It's got a good um, um, kind of seventies all star cast of sorts, and it was written um, by Stephen Sondheim and Anthony Perkins together. Hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a good uh, good fun movie. Um, uh, and it's got, um, another, another person who I feel like, uh, you know, James Mason and I feel like Richard Benjamin are both people that when you notice them, you're like, oh yeah, I like that guy. Um, what happened to Richard Benjamin? I, I guess you have to watch the last of Sheila to find out. I mean, I feel like he, he kind of like, it was popular in the seventies and then like 79, like that was it. Yeah. Well, I guess we, his type, we stopped being into his type of actor. Although I know, I feel like then like. Late nineties into the into the oddies, like his type of character is all over the place. Yeah, I don't know what uh, what happened. Yeah, but uh, also you know, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Obviously, um, James Mason um, as Captain Nemo was uh, watched the, early on. Uh, you know, that was a, a movie that I liked as a as a kid. Um, and you know, Lolita. By the time I got into my twenties, uh, and uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. He's in so many things, but. Uh, Again, he's one. Of, oh, what was the one? Uh, there's the the one where he's kind of uh, the the Irish. He's in the IRA or something like that. 
Ew. Mm, one with Brad Pitt in the name of the father? Mm, no, I can't think of it. Anyway. Hmm. Um, but uh, the uh, where, where, where was I going? I wasn't talking about The Last of Sheila. You were talking about other James Mason projects that you enjoy. Oh, no, I was going to find out where was, what happened to Richard Benjamin. That was it. Oh, right. He's still around. And uh, it looks like he's been he did directing. Um, he started directing in like 1982. Mm-hmm. Did some of that, but he was also he's been acting and stuff. I think the last thing I remember seeing him in was um, that Woody Allen movie, Deconstructing Harry. Yes, hmm. um, which is what probably like 98, 1997. Mm, wow that was a good pull though yeah that's good deconstructing harry also features my father-in-law um but i forgot what role because he's not he's not not uh prominently featured enough to uh to be listed in the wikipedia he's uh he's an imdb dig but um anyhow um where were we we were talking about minute 60 of uh of james mason james mason uh and martin landau who i i uh I feel like he doesn't get enough um, kind of uh, he doesn't get his due in this or in, in general? general Martin Landau is he underappreciated <laughs> I don't know I think he's um, I mean uh, he, he got at least one Academy Award right for Ed Wood um, oh yeah at the time of his death he was the uh, oldest living Academy Award winner Hmm. Interesting. Uh, do you know? Um, do you know who the current uh, oldest living Academy Award winner um, for? Well, Eva Marie Saint. She's the best, oldest living uh, supporting actress winner currently. Eva Marie Saint. Eva Marie Saint. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Well, uh, the the well, oldest overall out of the top five. Uh, you know, director, actor, actress, supporting actor, actress. Um, the oldest living uh, overall is Olivia de Havilland, who's 103 as of this recording. Sheesh. Uh, um, <clears throat> but uh, then even Marie Saint, 95 is next. And then... Uh, so who's after that? Uh, Sidney Poitier. Uh, oh, so 90- Sidney Poitier is rooting for... He's hoping that... Um, <laughs> that uh, He's like setting uh, setting up traps in uh, Olivia de Havilland's house. <laughs> and uh, then Christopher Plummer. And Clint Eastwood is the oldest living best director. Wow. How old is he? Uh, 89 as of this recording. So, yeah, I, um, I liked, I really like Martin Landau in uh, two, in Ed Wood and Crimes and Misdemeanors, speaking of um, Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but like I went through, like much like you went through a James Mason phase, I loved Ed Wood. I think right. I saw it like three times in the theater when it came out. Yeah. Uh, Tony Consiglio and I used to quote that movie all the time. And Martin Landau is outstanding. Yeah, of course. So I think that's Tim Burton's best movie. Um, I think it's Tim Burton's best movie. I think it's Johnny Depp's best movie. And I think <laughs> it's... Um, you just think it's the best movie. Well, no, I wouldn't say it's the best Bill Murray movie. Um, oh, uh, update. I've been handed an update. Uh, in Deconstructing mm-hmm. Harry, my father-in-law plays the devil in, uh, hmm. in there. Oh, I'll have to check that out again. What was the other? Uh, I don't know. We, we've gone way off the rails already. Where are we? We're, oh, talking, we're talking about Martin Landau. Martin Landau. There you go. 
Um, yeah, I did not recognize him in this movie uh, when the first like times I saw it. Yeah, he's got a, a like. I wonder if there's like a brackish uh, Martin Lando era because he's got a lot of stuff from like this era where he looks very kind of like, you know, almost like Spock. He's very kind of angular and yeah, um, uh, kind of wiry. And then you get his kind of later look where he's a little more um, fleshed out and kind of, uh, you know, uh, paternal or avuncular. Mm -hmm. Um. Did you ever watch uh, Space 1999? Um, no. It's one of those things that uh, I feel like people who, you know, the when I, me coming into the nerd world in a kind of post-Star Wars uh, scenario, I feel like uh, Space 1999 is one of those things that the people before me were all really into that was still lingering around. So you would go to a, a you know, Star Trek convention or, or particularly the... Uh, what well, was almost, uh, you know, an important uh, document to me when I was a kid was the Intergalactic Trading Company catalog, which had all the cool nerd stuff that you can buy. And there was a lot mm -hmm. of Space 1999 and like Blake 7 and, and uh, a couple of other shows that uh, I didn't, I, I was never aware of, but I, I knew that they existed. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like that that just predates my, my nerdity. Um, I wonder why it hasn't been um, revived. Mm -hmm. Everything else, like, do you think it's just because it's, like our generation it's like just too old for our generation so therefore they're not gonna they're not gonna pitch something that's aimed at baby boomers you know but in february 2012 a new series to be called space 2099 was announced as a reboot of the original series it was planned to be made by itv studios in america in conjunction with hd films then in August of 2018, the special effects director for the original series announced that the reboot was on track for production in the UK pending confirmation of the deal Mm. That was, so that's a that doesn't six years. That doesn't sound very promising. Yeah, six years of red tape. <laughs> um, so who knows um, what the who knows what the deal is <clears throat> on the uh, show on the channel Comet? They show Space 1999 uh, reruns, mm. and I I tried watching a few of them, and uh, they're not bad. It seems to just kind of like uh, it's very Star Trekky, right? You know, in that. Um, you know, and then it's kind of like plot of the week and, well, they encounter some alien that possesses a crew member, or, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know why it doesn't have the, um, doesn't have the staying power that a bit more Star Trek does. Kind of like, uh, like more of a thriller mystery kind of vibe to it. Or was that just one or two that I've seen? I don't know. Like I said, I've only seen mm -hmm. a, a, like one and a half of them. So I can't really say if those episodes were typical or not, mm -hmm. but, uh. Maybe we need to do, maybe that should be a show, a new show that we do. Yeah. We should have well, done it last year, Space 2019. Hmm. So, well, we'll do it in... Uh, 2199. There you go. We have 100 years to get ready. <laughs> 100 years. Uh, so getting back to minute 60. Were we? Yes. Uh, they're getting back to making out. Mm -hmm. Although she says you're going to be, sl you're sleeping on the floor to him. Yes. So is that because the beds are so small and uncomfortable or is that just because she just doesn't want to, you know, uh, what's the deal? Because because your theory is that they've already consummated their sweet love. Right. Whereas I say I'm I think they have not done it yet. Hmm. But. Um, um, I think they have. And uh, I think. Um, yeah, I think it's just a. Uh, 
She might want to actually get some sleep at this point. I actually, in my notes, I wrote Norwegian wood. <laughs> wow, that's weird. Um, that's... <laughs> speaking of the Beatles and alphabetical. Yeah. Um, and Ringo. So, it, uh, you know, it seems like, you know, she's, she's actually like, all right, no, I really need to sleep now. So that's my take on it. Maybe it's just because I'm tired all the time. <laughs> I feel, but I do feel like if this was shot today, they would be already, um, like in bed and implied that they were doing it. You know what I mean? Like there'd be the swell of music and the close-ups of you know hands rubbing flesh and things like that that they couldn't show back then. But mm. that would be. Uh... Um, do you think that there will ever be a remake of this? Have there has there already been no? But uh will there yes you think so has there i've never oh, yeah. heard of one <clears throat> i guess there was there was already that remake of psycho but that was shot for shot and that was weird strangely uh hitchcock does not seem to be very um rebootable well because it seems like it's a very like like we said um you know because of the the obvious kind of hand at work that you see that you know a hitchcock picture is a hitchcock picture Mm -hmm. um so i think you know that's that's what makes it difficult to to redo i mean it's also also what made it kind of uh you know sequels to um you know like the rest of the psycho franchise or you know like switching back over to kubrick like 2010 you remake contact stuff like that where it's just like hmm that wasn't quite you know it's it's not that they're bad, but it's like, oh, this this is just a movie, whereas the other thing was a, you know, um, a, a, a craft, a work of art. But that doesn't stop Hollywood generally. No, no, no. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. But it's interesting that, like, maybe just looking at it as they're not, if you look back at the, you know, track record of stuff um, that has, you know, the, the, I'm sure they have a little algorithm where they're like, ah, you know, remakes or sequels to Hitchcock stuff, not so much. Well, that's yeah. I guess the the the, um, the kids who they aim movies at now probably don't know any Alfred Hitchcock movies, right? Um, well, so that, that actually uh, another question I was going to ask. So, the Joker. Have you seen the Joker film? No. So a lot of people were saying that um, it was basically the director wanted to do a remake or like a tribute to Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. And mm -hmm. he's like, huh, how can I how can I get this done? I know I'll have it set in the DC Comics universe because comic book movies are very popular. Right. If you were we'll stick with North by Northwest. So um, what or you could do any Hitchcock movie, but I guess North by Northwest. Could you adapt that into a set in the Star Wars universe? Oh uh, sure, yeah. That's my my first thought. Like I would, I would, I would love to do like a light remake of everything in a in a sci fi setting. Um, in Star Wars specifically, this to do it Star Wars specifically, yeah, yeah. You have uh, this would be a good. Um, this might be a good use of you know Cassian Andor from Rogue One. You know, have him mm -hmm. kind of doing a mission to get. Uh, although wait, no, because it doesn't start out. He's not really. You you couldn't have the main character be somebody that we know. Yeah, I mean, you could gender swap it and have the lady be Cary Grant and even Marie Saint is Cassian. Right. But then once she right. showed up or he showed up, once Cassian shows up, you kind of know, oh, something's up. You know, you, you, you can't play. You have to have, I think, the main character. You have to have all the characters be unknown, it's essentially, to do it. You know, you, you can have, um, 
Um, well, you could have the main character just can't be a spy. The main character can be, you know, uh, can be, uh, you know, Finn. Uh, the main, you mean have Finn be the... the... Cary Grant could be a character that we just don't, who's not an adventurer, you know, like, I guess Finn is yeah. an adventurer. Everybody, but... I mean, who's not adventurer, like, unless you want to get obscure and make it, you know... Um, Parson Weems. Yeah, or, or Boshak or somebody, you know, but uh, I... Um, no, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of doing it in a pure, you know, almost all new characters... And then, mm-hmm. you know, have the, so, you know, uh, James Mason could be, you know, working for the Empire, stuff like that, but. Well, I think it would be all new characters, but then I think once you find out that they're, the good guys are secretly watching the whole thing, mm-hmm. then that should be like Mon Mothma and mm, yeah. Admiral Akbar and whoever. Right. Like, those would be the characters we know, because we know what their role is already, so. Right. Yeah, you have to preserve any hint of intrigue. So anybody who's um, who you're not sure of, you have to. Yeah, you would have to cast them as new newcomers. But uh, so James Mason would be the Empire, and I'm for say they mistakenly think this person is somehow connected with the rebels, mm-hmm. and then the rebels do connect with that person because they're like you're being followed by the Empire. But now I now I then, now I do want James Mason and young. Uh, um, Martin, Landau. Martin Landau as uh, Imperial officers because I, that, I, I, that's very up, very much in, in my alley, up my alley. <laughs> it's a shame to think of all the great British actors throughout film history who will never get a chance to play who could have been great um, Imperial officers. Mm. James Mason, Gilgood. <laughs> well, Richard Burton. digital technology will get there and we'll just have they'll be mm. like oh who do we want in yeah. this hit the hit the james mason button <clears throat> let's try it let's try this role with a whole bunch of different you know to be like a casting process but with different kind of algorithms different yeah. programs i mean eventually you could even say well how about we do this movie with all james masons Ooh, now you're talking james mesa <laughs> star wars with all james masons there you go <laughs> All singing, all dancing, all James Mason version of Star Wars. <laughs> I'm on board. <clears throat> um, I so the note that uh, she hands off. So we, as we said, there was an ulterior mm-hmm. motive. Um, this this um, this is where we learn that the the um the friend the the uh, compatriot that uh, that. Roger, 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 Roger has, uh, has, has found on the train is not all that she seems because she has, uh, passed a note to, no, we didn't, was this where we learned this? We didn't see that. It's been a while since I watched the whole film. Mm -hmm. Do we see her earlier? I I think this is where we learned that she's a spy. Right. From as far as we knew before this, she was totally, um, yeah, because she's just girl um, earlier in the script before that. Um, that uh, the so so this is where we learn that the, the something's up. She's not all that she seems because she hands a, a note to um, uh, James Mason and and uh, Martin Landau, and the note says, "What do I do with him in the morning?" Signed Eve. Mm-hmm. Great handwriting, by the yeah. way. <clears throat> well, she had time while uh, while C three PO was making up the room. And plus, back then, people's handwriting were generally neater. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess now she would just text him. <laughs> right. OMG, WTF. Roger here. 
Uh, and then, or the Star Wars version, she would send a hologram to them. <laughs> you must contact me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's an interesting, uh, you know, this is just, the, the plot is just getting, it's taking a turn, much like the train. Well, you can't turn a train. No, you can try. Um, the, uh, the, it, it's, I'm, I'm interested. This does make me want to rewatch, as we've said, if I want to go through a Hitchcock phase, I want to go through an Eva Marie Saint phase, I want to go back through a, a Martin Landau phase, like, I should just watch this movie again. Starting with yeah. the movie and then branch off all that from here. It's very, we have an efficient way to do it. Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time that I watched it, so it, it would be, um, um, you know, it's about time. It's a movie that I do like a lot. Although I feel like I should go watch other um, Hitchcock movies that I haven't seen yet. So that's he's someone who I periodically have been like, you know what? I should sit down and watch every Hitchcock movie in order, like mm. like James Bond. I, I always I think about that from time to time. Right. You and I should that's totally do a case. James Bond um, rewatch podcast, <laughs> and we'll make it a podcast out of it. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, but because that's another thing that I've been uh, a, a while ago. I realized I hadn't seen any. Um, I haven't seen any James Bonds since like Timothy Dalton or something, but, uh, wow. or no, I saw one, I don't know. After a view to a kill, I think I've only seen one James Bond, but, uh, that's neither here nor there. Yes. Um, Alfred Hitchcock movies. Uh, I, I would like to, um, I don't, I don't know if that's more, that's maybe more of a, uh, we'll table that for later. Cause there's more of those, a lot more of those. Yeah. I think we'll add it to the list of <laughs> 300 projects right um but uh yes in this uh, I, i'm this little bit uh this little cliffhanger of an ending this should totally be like this is good this is why the movies by minutes format is great because it's like dun, dun, dun. you know it should be mm-hmm. should be a little dramatic like you know what will happen join us next week mason and martin <laughs> together at last um but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm a fan. I like this. Uh, I like what's going on on this. I like the. Uh, it, it's a good. Uh, again, it does make me want to watch more. I already said that. Hmm. Well, unfortunately, there's no more for us to watch. It's true. We're at the end of our uh, rope, if you would. Um, the. Uh, but we are not. Uh, that's not the last you can hear from us. Uh, overall, that's just the last you can hear from us. From us. Uh, on the the Hitchcock Minute, talking about North by Northwest. If you want to hear more from us in general, um, we do a show called Star Wars Minute, which for uh, uh, a couple of years now, over a thousand episodes, we've been doing this exact format, but for Star Wars. Um, we are um, currently working our way through Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and we've done all the other ones that have come out um, before that. So if you haven't heard our we show... Have ones. Mm-hmm. In, we, you said Rogue One, and we've done other ones. Oh, yeah. Like we've done the Big Red One, and, Episode uh, One. Um, but uh, one. If you uh, if so, if you liked uh, this week and you haven't heard our show yet, you got a big quite a backlog. Um, you can go listen to. It'll keep you busy for a little while. And uh, um, otherwise, there'll be new hosts here, new people sitting in these chairs uh, on Monday. Um, and if you want to hear that, make sure you subscribe to the Hitchcock, Hitchcock Minute. Um, that is, uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. You can go to HitchcockMinute.com. Social media, you can go to Facebook, find the man on Washington's nose, or uh, go to Twitter at Hitchcock Minute. 
And uh, um, hey, we mentioned that we do this, uh, and obviously you've heard this show, but did you know that there's over 100, I think there's over 150 now, um, movies by minutes. 152 as of this recording. 152 movies by, well, other than this show and our show, there's over 150, there's 150, right? I don't know. But point is, yes. there's over 100 movies by minutes podcasts available at moviesbyminutes.com. If you like this format, if you like, oh, hey, this is fun that they did this. I wonder if they did this for my favorite movie. You can go look. Maybe they did. Um, there's people doing all kinds of fun movies and uh, movies that I would never uh, expect could uh, support the format and yet they do and it's amazing and it's uh, it's great to see you know people's appreciation people's views into different movies go to moviesbyminutes.com check it out it's great and uh, otherwise um, expect to find two new people at least here um, on Monday for a brand new episode of Hitchcock Minute Hitchcock Minute Goodbye, Mr. Thornhill, wherever you are.